Last week it was Tainomi versus Kine, and Kine went bye. This week we're on to episode three. Let's be honest, it was a much better episode. Oh yeah. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Welcome to the Drag Race Recap Show for Canada's Drag Race Season One, Episode Three, titled "Not Sorry About It." I am Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. Yes, you are. I am Ben. <laughs> and we are the hosts of You're Welcome America, a podcast that explains uh, all things British and American pop culture. We translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. So who better, as always, to talk about Canada than us yeah, two? Yeah, <laughs> flying, flying that flag. Oh, okay. Yeah. Before we delve deep into the episode, let's just do a little recap so we're all up to speed. Okay. In the mini challenge, the queens auditioned as news anchors for a new morning show called Canada Gay M. For the maxi challenge, the queens worked in teams to record rap tracks and they rap battled out a performance of Not Sorry About It. And on the main stage, the category is Quebecy with the good hair. That is a beautiful pun. Uh, Priyanka <laughs> is named the winner of the challenge while the judges place Tainomi and, and Anastasia in the bottom two. After a lip sync battle for their lives, Tainomi is told Shantae you stay, while Anastasia is told to sashay away. <sighs> this episode, let's just, before we kind of delve into it, just really quick, I think it's worth noting they kicked it up a fucking notch this week, right? Thank God. Because let's, let's be honest, Canada and the world last week, we were worried. I think, I think that's why my sound was so bad last week, because it, my, my sound quality reflected the quality of the episode of uh, Canada's Drag Race. (laughs) That's a little harsh, but yes, I, uh, I think you could just, there was a real, there was a real energy to this episode that gave me a full on, like, I had like a lift. It was great. Okay. It was strong. I'm really excited because I watched it last night. I had three margaritas and I made notes. So these notes are going to be crazy. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Wow. So we come back after Kine's elimination. So, uh, the, the ladies come back in and, you know, they're reading. I loved, I loved Tainomi reading the mirror message. It was, I love you, Tainomi. I love you all. Think of me fondly now that I've said goodbye. And then basically, uh, like, I love Tainomi's reaction. She's like, oh, that's nice. Then she's like, let's get rid of this. Yeah. <laughs> it's a classic drag race, uh, joke to make. Like, oh, totally. Absolutely. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, the show as a whole is always like tonally. It's like, oh, sweet and emotional, then fierce competition. Yeah. Loved it. And then, you know, we have our kind of requisite scene of this, the Queens, as you always say, looking a bit worse for wear, sitting down and just kind of talking about it. They congratulate Lemon, which is lovely. Just, you know, reinforcing that she, she's kind of made a little bit of a comeback in that, in the last episode. And then what proceeds to be my favorite thing, which was a montage of all of the Queens <laughs> ripping their drag off in, in pain. <laughs> did you, did yeah, you notice just that little scene? <laughs> clawing, clawing their eyes and like plucking off the, the eyelashes. <laughs> and yeah, just, it was very, it was very, I don't know, like animal like, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> like it makes you realize how much everything is like glued to their faces and their heads. Um, I also really liked, uh, Tainomi kind of was doing a little wrap up of kind of, how she feels after being in the bottom two. And she said that she was like Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> and they even included um, like a little kind of sound effect of like arrows flying at her, which I thought was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> I also got, I also got excited at that because you know, I'm into Tainomi and I was like, okay, cool. She's going to fight where now, now she, she's realized that she needs to get on it. Ooh. 
<laughs> foreshadowing. I know. I know. <laughs> so we then go to the next day. So the queens all enter the workroom. I have to say, I'm not going to say this every single time I see her, but yet again, I will say I love Ilona's kind of dedication to this pastel color palette that she does as her in her drag actually but also like in her boy looks i really appreciate like a a cohesive kind of color story well i mean (laughs) talk of foreshadowing it comes back to play on the main stage doesn't it it and then equally lemon just wearing yellow as usual which i really appreciate (laughs) i'm like well done girl because once again your 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 boy ben over here doesn't remember who who you all are just yet so just keep that brand strong (laughs) so we have the kind of uh we have the rupaul message oh canada which i really i'm starting to really enjoy that yeah oh i was just gonna say like the rupaul message always just always just appreciate the stamp of authenticity you know exactly do we think she so how how quick do you think rue knocked out all of those um those messages Oh, that's a one. That's a that's a half day shoot at at most. I, you know, yeah, like actual shooting time. I'm thinking, like thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, there's something else we need to talk about in this section of the show, and that's my nemesis. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was literally about to say. Your nemesis Jeffrey entered the workroom in an outfit that I'm sure filled you with uh, burning rage. Right. Here's the thing. I quite like. I know. Outfit. <laughs> no, his outfit was awful. I know we're meant to really be talking about the queens, but no, I need to talk about this queen because I was furious when he came into the room. Like, it's like he got overexcited and went to ASOS.com and like ordered some, some bits, which we've all, we've all been there, but he definitely styled himself. It made no sense and he looked awful and it made me furious. Um, (laughs) that's all I have to say about that. So really, he really, he, he is becoming my nemesis more and more in every episode. Okay, so Jeffrey, Ben's nemesis, uh, he came into the workroom with super fan uh, Tracy Melshaw. Melshaw. I oh, looked yeah. her up. She's like a, um, she's like an entertainment news uh, kind of correspondent, uh, like yeah. a Canadian kind of TV personality. They, they very much made her, well, they called her best squirrel friend, squirrel friend. Well, I, well, I love that. Like, yeah, just the, 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 the tagline at the bottom. Like, oh, who's she? Oh no, she's just Canada's best squirrel friend. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. So I love how we both had to independently like Google her again. We're not <laughs> Canadian. You've never even been to Canada. So you're not going to know, but yeah, she's done like much. She's been a host on much music, which is like, yeah, Canada's sort of MTV. Um, she's done work on E and, it all made sense for what this challenge was going to be. Yeah. She's like a news correspondent person. And she was wonderful. I was about to say, I feel like she really, um, she, she said like, she gave a good pitch to make herself a full on like guest judge for season two of Canada. Mm. She was, cause she had that, like she called herself a drag race super fan and you could feel it. You could feel it in everything. She was, you could feel it in her look and in everything she was doing. Her wig was beautiful. Her makeup, she looked great. She was, yeah, she was bringing it like big time, bringing yeah, it kind of better than maybe some of the Queens. Yeah, if she happens to replace my nemesis next season, I'm good with that. <laughs> so uh, they announced the mini challenge, which <laughs> this mini challenge had me fucking cackling like an old witch. So they announced the mini challenge, the mini challenge, which is they're going to be auditioning as anchors for a new morning show, Canada Gay M, the nation's first trilingual talk show, oh. French, English, and draglish. <laughs> I love this. I, again, this is a moment where they're really leaning into making it Canadian and unique for Canada and bringing in that French. Uh, a big fan, big yeah. fan. 
they so they make the girls pair up and that, that made me laugh when um scarlet bobo they paired up and then they announced that there was going to be they were going to be reading auto cue in english and french and scarlet bobo was like grabbing rita bag and she's like i want to change partners i want a french girl i also did you notice because obviously it's a quick drag challenge i howled Again, cackled like an old lady when Anastasia said that Tainomi looked like a Jamaican, an old Jamaican auntie in her quick drag. It was so funny. And it was, I feel like, I feel like so that was right. like perfect for, that's just right for you, isn't it? That's it, like something that really touched, like, yeah, it touched your roots. It touched a spot in me where I was like, I could, I saw all of my Caribbean like relatives, my aunties that live, still live in St. Vincent. I was like, she really did look like them, like going to like a formal, formal occasion it was so funny my favorite i have to say my favorite look in this section was uh rita baga i i that blue look with the the short hair and everything i was like perfect yeah i i liked um yeah actually the look wise she definitely had it the best but then i feel like some other some of the girls made kind of more character choices that were very funny so we had the two french girls together kiara and rita and they kind of i felt like they had the look but not necessarily they had the look and the French down, but not necessarily the fun. I agree. I think in particular, I was so sold on Rita's look. So I'm like, Oh, fine. Kiara, I think showed her inexperience and youth because she was just lost in this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing about Rita is even if she's not being particularly funny, you feel like she's a safe pair of hands. You don't feel like she's going to like mess it up. Then we had Scarlett, <laughs> God, Scarlett and Alona doing the kind of, <laughs> They were they were actually pretty funny. I thought they were they 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 had some energy, but they were kind of maybe more at the mid range of this challenge. I don't know about you. What do you think about uh, them? I'm trying to remember how how they did actually. Scarlett and Alona. Um, let's come back to them. Then obviously we get to my two of my absolute faves, Priyanka and Lemon. I thought they were oh. they were really funny. Well, Priyanka's <laughs> hair, Priyanka's yeah. hair was just, that sold everything and anything in this challenge I know, for me. It, looked, it was so, like such a big fried mess, wasn't it? It was so funny. And I love that Lemon introduced herself as Priyanka and Priyanka introduced herself as Lemon Boyer, Lemon Boyer Chapman Melcher. Yeah, my nemesis <laughs> loved that. <laughs> but yeah, I just felt like they both of them had such good, such strong energy, but it wasn't like chaotic energy you know like uncontrollable energy it just was harnessed in a way that was like just perfect um yeah. especially when they finished at the end of the challenge and they just cut back to the they were doing that big laugh as they as they finished and priyanka was just like she just went oh shit i need some more <laughs> vodka and i was just like she's priyanka's just like every moment she can add like one two three four five jokes she's adding them and i'll be honest each one of them is working for me and wait a minute priyanka it was a former kids tv host is that right yeah yeah i thought in this episode it really it really showed like particularly in this challenge and later on yeah she's she this was the first episode where i was like oh you're truly one to watch you finally got on the the priyanka train that i've been trying to yeah (laughs) you've been trying to get out of the station for the past two weeks i've been like oh i don't know if i want a ticket to that journey but i'm on board (laughs) um and then so <laughs> Boa, Boa and Jimbo are the next combo. Boa, I mean, Boa was barely in this scene because Jimbo was doing Nancy Grace for some reason, which was a choice, a, a very funny and weird choice, but kind of worked. I thought it worked. 
I I was I was quite confused by Jimbo in this. Love that look. Love that kind of Midwestern look that she had going on. I thought it was weird on Canada's Drag Race when there's a French element in Draglish to then bring that southern thing in I, I that confused me but looked great boa essentially just had the the, the aura of someone who had a stroke throughout <laughs> this whole scene she she did seem like someone recovering from some something for sure yes, um, yes. especially there's a moment where i swear jimbo was just she was just reading um she was just reading boa's lines as well there was a, definitely a moment where she just was plowing through that auto queue and she just read Boa's lines and you saw Boa's face like look at her and she kind of started laughing. That kind of made yeah. me laugh too. The one thing I actually on this one I liked about um Jimbo is I like that he continued it after after the sketches. Yeah, that you was know, like the judging funny. and everything and then going into the next challenge. I thought that was really fun. Like I, it, I also, it, Yeah, well, he it was, was good, in it. Good for him to show that he, you know, that kind of high voiced character that he's been doing for the first two episodes. I liked that we got to see another character. I know it's another character, but like it, it shows that, that she's not just kind of doing that one thing. If she'd had that high voice to do the news anchor thing, it would have started to feel a little kind of a little tough. I hear you. Good to see another character. It wasn't the right character for this challenge. <laughs> Next we have possibly my favorite combo of the news anchor challenge. Anastasia and Tainomi. <laughs> oh, they both yeah. looked terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Anastasia was wearing the, the flattest, it looked like a men's, like, um, like a men's hairpiece. Do you know what I mean? Like a men's wig. <laughs> okay. I actually really enjoyed Tainomi in this. Like, I know she was like, like fucking up regularly, but I, I thought she was really charming. Well, she fucked up in a way that was hilarious. She just, <laughs> She, I've never known. <laughs> Maybe it's because, as we've discussed, we both have uh, GCSE. We have uh, an A in French at GCSE level, so I just <laughs> for people to not even be able to pronounce the French words. <laughs> and I know it was just like <laughs> she just. Funny. It was, it was pretty impressive. Yeah, it is kind of interesting how some of them had like no concept of French at all. And yet yeah. they live in Canada. I guess yeah. it depends what part of Canada you're in. Like Montreal is, again, we're not Canadian. So forgive us for the mistakes that we're about to say in words that come out of our mouths. Um, but, uh, like Montreal is part of the kind of French Canadian area. Whereas I guess if you're in like Vancouver, it, it, it's it's not French at all. That's my that's my thinking. I guess I just it, it's weird because we we learn at school we learn French in the UK as the, the first language that you learn is French, and I just yeah. assumed that that would be a similar thing for Canada because of the, yes. the French speaking population. So that's a but, very yeah. good point. Again, look, we got an answer on um on Discord about kind of universal healthcare and whether it pays for glasses, which it does not. <laughs> So doesn't, doesn't 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 deal with glasses or teeth. Yeah. No, so maybe we can maybe we can hear back about what the first language is that you learned in uh, school in Canada. Anyway, right also, in. Did you did you notice that at one point during that challenge that uh, Anastasia just said "booyakasha"? <laughs> I, I totally missed that. <laughs> she literally was like trying to do the French, and she just went "booyakasha." That's like, what is happening? That, that, <laughs> that, that, that kind of classic Ali G reference. I, th- like, I think that's what she did. Maybe it wasn't, maybe I turned it to that into my head, but she did something along those lines instead of speaking French. 
I I'm not I know they couldn't have won because they fucked up so much, but a little part of me wanted the two of them to win just because it was they made me laugh the most. Mm-hmm. I yeah no I hear you I um yeah I was a little surprised at the winners uh, for this in some ways I have to say um as overall I think this is a fantastic challenge yeah. because. it's it's like a real like a little taster of what's to come on snatch game whenever that happens um you're starting to see who can do comedy who can do characters um so kind of improv in the moment is a big thing as well isn't it exactly exactly um going back to scarlet bobo and alona i was like yeah they're fine whatever yeah that was they, they weren't really featured that much compared to the the rest of them so once we, again, the fact that I didn't really remember what they're, what they were like says it all. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> so at the end of the challenge, Priyanka and Lemon are named the winners and they get $2,000 worth of drag jewels from amped accessories. <laughs> um, you didn't say that correctly. 2000 Canadian dollars worth of, of drag jewels. Thank you. Of course. And I, I didn't, when they were doing this, they did some really funny cutaways of Jimbo still in character as Nancy Grace. And it took yeah. me, it took me a split second to work out once they showed her again, I was like, Oh, she's still in character. That's very funny. And, um, I, I don't know. I just, I really liked that choice to continue doing it. I thought, I thought she was funnier here than she was in the challenge. Yeah. I, I, this I was agree. a much, this was like a much better bit. And I have to say, I, I think if she makes it to, um, Snatch Game, she might be one to watch. Yeah, for sure. Like it's when Jeffrey said, like, Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey said, Oh, Jimbo, you, you don't seem very happy about that. She, she was like, it's Nancy fucking Grace to you. <laughs> <laughs> That really made me laugh. And your nemesis loved that moment. No, he sure did. <laughs> I feel like we should try and dress up as, <laughs> I'll try and dress up as him in that outfit and you should, <laughs> and you've got all your mesh tight tops arriving. We should, <laughs> we should try I'll, and recreate those, those two uh, looks. <laughs> from episode two, that'll be us for Snatch Game. <laughs> Absolutely. So this is where they <sighs> announced the maxi challenge so we've still got tracy and your nemesis uh, and they're announcing the maxi challenge so the queens are going to team up to tear each other down musically so it's two rival girl groups to perform like a super shady queen on queen rap battle not sorry about it always always excited when there's a girl group challenge i have to say and i think it's great that priyanka and lemon got to because they won they got to choose their teams because in many ways priyanka and lemon have quite similar energies yes so it was really good that they were going you know they had their own girl groups going on yeah it needed the energy had to be like spread across two different groups for sure and actually i mean i don't want to jump ahead too much but i felt like they were they both were like pretty good team leaders and pretty i don't know i felt like they were that was a good choice to have them as the team leaders yeah i agree i agree so they kind of give a bit of an overview of what they're going to be doing, which is serving trash talking lyrics, recording with Canadian singer Ralph. I have a lot more to thoughts. say about Ralph. I've got a some lot thoughts to about, say about Ralph. Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> and equally, they're going to be working with choreographer Hollywood Jade. Again, a lot to say about Hollywood Jade. <laughs> so they, they do the, they pick teams. So let me classic chooses- schoolyard, the classic schoolyard pick. Yeah, mean. So Lemon chooses Tainomi, Nancy Grace, Kiara, and Boa. <laughs> yeah, and Priyanka chooses Rita Baga, Scarlett, and Anastasia. And then Alona is the last one to be picked and is in Priyanka's team. 
no, not nice. No, I felt, I, I again, I was like, oh no, it's going to be Alona last again, isn't it? And she just, she's like, she's like a young kid who's in her feelings. Out of anyone to be picked last, it's going to affect her the worst. Exactly, exactly. She's not, if it was one of the old, <laughs> one of the old queens, they, they've got the resilience to be like, oh, whatever, like, who cares? But yeah, she's, I feel like she's still young and like, she even says later on that it feel, feels like not being picked at school. And it's like, she's much closer to that memory of like, not being, not being picked for things. She's not like yeah. crusty old people like us that are kind of like, oh, whatever about it, you know? Did you, wait, did you do, did you do schoolyard pick things like this in school? Yeah. See, I don't think we did. I think they just went along the line and went one, two, one, two, one, two. And well, we if you're had, in one, so you're in one team. We had that as well. I mean, this is a really quick diversion, but I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but here we go. <laughs> real, real quick. We, we were once in a like phys ed, PE, whatever you want to call it lesson. And we all had to be kind of take, when we went back to go and get changed, it had to be kind of staggered because there was quite a lot of us in this. It was this big class. And my, my PE teacher decided to send people back by the classification of their trainers. So he was like, oh, if you have Adidas trainers, go back now. If you have Nike trainers. What? And then, and then he, cause he was such a sweet man and he saw that I was like stuck by myself and that I, and cause he liked me. He was like a nice person. I saw him look at my trainers and he went, if you have high tech trainers, you can go. And I was the only one that stood up and walked back and everyone laughed at me because I had cheap, like knockoff trainers. Oh, that's, oh. I've never, I've never forgotten it. And if I see a pair of high tech, like sneakers trainers now, I'm still highly triggered by it. I think, I think if you were on Drag Race, you, this could be part of your backstory and you could do a whole <laughs> high tech look. <laughs> I would love to, I, high tech, is, I, I wear high tech now, but you know, still triggered. Anyway. We should take a break so I can go and weep into, you know, a pair of high-tech trainers. I'm going to go on eBay and try and find you a pair. We will see you after this. And we are back. So we have the kind of kind of workroom moment where they're kind of working out what they're going to do, how the challenge works. So first of all, Alona, she's not happy about being picked last. I mean, we were just talking about that before, before the break, but I, I felt like we said, I feel bad for her. She's, she could, you could tell she's trying to like ignore it, but she even has to say to the rest of the group, I'm, I'm annoyed about it, but I'm going to get over it. <laughs> yeah. Good for, good for her. Good for her being open about that though. I have to say. Yeah. And also Apparently. like, <clears throat> So I'm going to say also the fact that she's in like Priyanka's group, like Priyanka seems really nice, like a really like lovely, upbeat person. So I, I, I felt like that helped Alona. Yeah. She could have, she could have had a team leader that was a little more harsh about it. And it would have been, it definitely would, it probably would have escalated to be like an actual issue at a plot point. Whereas it kind of got squashed in that moment, didn't it? Yeah. Um, Priyanka made me laugh when she suggested Priyanka and the Dolls as their, as their group name. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> oh, but they, they end up settling on uh, the Moose Knuckles, which I thought was great. Yeah, I thought it <laughs> was great. Perfect Canadian name. Whereas the other group choosing the Dolls, like that, yeah. I think that's just crap. Yeah, it's, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I, I think that. I think there was, it was a missed opportunity for a Canadian pun. I feel like. Or just, I, or not even Canadian pun, just anything funny. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it was just a bit like 
meh. It, it was like, you're ref, are you referencing the, the pussycat dolls, but you're not being funny, but you're not like, it just, I, I just think in this competition, and I'm, I'm saying that as if I've like, I've been in it or something. But, yeah. Your <laughs> storied experience. Of being like in, on my, in my <laughs> strong experience of being in season boop, of drag race, boop, <laughs> I it, like every, you need to take every opportunity to grab attention, be funny and impress and calling yeah. your group, the dolls ain't that. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think you're right. And it just, it does, you know, it just goes to show with Priyanka, like how she's, she's taking every, every opportunity. And this is the moment I feel like from this point onwards is when she, Priyanka's talking head kind of interview is basically the only interview we see from anyone for the rest of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> She like explains that what's going on. She explains the challenge. She has like a sad backstory. She literally has like, the whole episode is done through her talking heads, which is always a sign of even if someone's not going to be a winner, it shows that they are going to be probably the most popular. It happened with Miss Vanjie. Like Miss Vanjie on her original season was in one episode. And in that one episode, they used almost every single talking head interview was of her because she was so funny. But also you can tell like, Priyanka has done TV before, so she gets it. So yeah. you can imagine the producer being like, Oh, can you just set up with the challenges? And like, bam, Priyanka straight into his like, yeah. okay, the maxi challenge, blah, 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 blah. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Completely. For sure. um, okay. There's something also I want to point out in this whole kind of sitting down chatting section that they were doing was it, it clearly continues to be very cold in that studio. <laughs> A lot of big furry kind of like just layers you know, going on. Yeah. There seems to be like production, production purchased purple dressing gowns that they, they're making a real dressing gowns, translation robe. We call them dressing gowns in the UK in in the US. They call them robe. Who knows what they call them in Canada. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like along with seeing the, the, the roof of the workroom, the judges chairs, I feel like those purple robes are really becoming a unique and actually weirdly comforting feature of Drag Race Canada to me. Every time I see one of them draped in one of those, one of those robes, it makes me laugh. Also, Kiara's done a really good job of, you know, in her talking head interviews, wearing that woolly kind of jumper and that hat. Like she knows, like she looks great, but also like she's like, it's cold. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this a thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I liked that they had a little kind of run of Kiara saying that she was amazing. And you know how we were, we've always talking about like, it's a real risky thing to do to say that you're like brilliant at the challenge. It's either going to suit you well or absolutely (laughs) take you down. But also like, I, I thought she was going to be amazing because I'm like, yeah, you are young. You do know girl groups. You mentioned little, you met little mix, all those different groups that you're in. I can imagine her being really into girl groups and pop music. And therefore I I, I believed her at this point. Yeah, I actually, I did too. It felt, it was, it didn't feel like false confidence. It felt like true confidence, which is really, just such an unfortunate kind of thing that happened. But I love that she's in like three separate, kind of tribute girl group drag acts that really made me very happy yeah she what well, she was in little mix spice girls and what was the other one i've forgotten I can't remember damn because you know in my head i always just fill that in with girls aloud as the third option but obviously they are not recognized in america canada anywhere else apart from the uk <laughs> they're not they're not in the girl group canon of Absolute, canada or america not. <laughs> not at all <laughs> Okay, something else that went on here is uh, my nemesis Jeffrey came over and did like a little chit chat in his silvery, awful outfit, and Jimbo uh, was kind of like into him, which you know made me furious. 
I also, I also love that they, this started another run that happened throughout the episode of Tainomi talking about how she'd, how she'd worked with Deborah Cox and how that she, she's done this and she's done that. And she does she, the way she delivers those things is so funny. She's, she's so funny. I know. It's so frustrating because she, I want her to be amazing, you know, and yeah. she just keeps on, she keeps on not being amazing. Yeah. I mean, I just, there's something, and I, I know it's like, like talking about her being the Jamaican auntie. I know it's speaking to, to me in a personal way, but I just love hearing her talk. She, her accent is just, oh, it just takes me back to every, <laughs> to all of my family in the Caribbean. It makes me so happy when I hear her talk. So yeah, I just, I wish she was, I wish she just would live up to how funny she is just in the general moments. And I also I will stand by the fact that I am yet again, still living for that in her interview, what she's wearing, that pink jumper with the like black little tool kind of ruffles on it. It's so ridiculous. The kind of jellyfish look. Yes. It's so ridiculous. I love it. But also at one point she, in one of the episodes, she comes into the workroom wearing like a kind of like another version of it with the frills (laughs) going on. So I was like, okay, we're going to get a brand, but then she failed us. And you know, you know, listeners, we love a brand on this show, whether it's lemon or a a pastel. Um, So you could have continued that jellyfish look and really cemented yourselves in our, in our, fashion brains what do you think of jimbo's uh interview look that kind of stars and stripes kind of oh. c- cowboy vest thing oh with that and that hat and he just looks like a scarecrow no it's horrific <laughs> you, wait are you were you just like were you just like tossing me like a little bit of meat for me to like tear it into was that what you, you were just doing right now that's, I would never do that. That's not our dynamic at all. I never set you up to say horrible things and then, and then I look like a good person. I, I don't understand what you're talking about. I mean, we will, we will get into it with Jimbo as, uh, but, but wait, sorry, sorry. Did you ask about Jimbo or Scarlet Bobo? I was talking about, I was actually talking about Jimbo. See, okay. Here's my thing. We were talking about this off air. I'm having, I'm, I'm struggling here, listeners, because there's Bobo. And there's, there's Jimbo and they're both clown centric and I don't love either of them. I'm sorry. You got, you gotta, you gotta separate well, you, yourselves a you bit have for to me. Call, you have to call her Scarlet. If you say Scarlet and Jimbo, then you know what we're talking about. Yeah. But then every now and again, people refer to her as Bobo and this name <laughs> Bobo comes up. Like it doesn't, it doesn't her look at the end of the episode. So I'm like, wait a minute. That's Jimbo, but they've spelled her name wrong. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Bobo does, it also brings up, um, what's that tea that I can't stand? Boba. Boba tea. Bo- no. Boba? Yeah, is it Boba is. tea? It is Boba tea. Hey, have you ever seen, have you ever seen those, those like things online? Who knows if they're real or not? And it's like someone has had too much Boba tea and it's like an x-ray and it's just all like, bloop, 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 bloop. they're just filled up with it. No, I, that makes me feel so sick. I, I, <laughs> you know me, you know, I don't like a crossover of textures and Boba tea really is too many textures for my simple palate. <laughs> How'd you feel about sangria? <laughs> Now you're setting me up for failure. Sangria <laughs> and mojitos. Get that oh. texture out of my drink. <laughs> right, let's get to the... Let's get to Ralph. Let's get to the Maxi Challenge recording. Okay, so so this is where we meet Ralph. Let's talk right. about Ralph for a second, okay. shall we? Now, Ralph, on our podcast, You're Welcome America, we always work out the UK and US equivalents for things. Now, she is Canadian. I would say the UK equivalent of Ralph is kind of like a... A more hip Ellie Golding. Yes. That was the vibe I was thinking. She also, there's a pop star called Alma, who I think might be Danish, who's, who's like a little bit like her. But yeah, Ralph was, she's, she's from Ralph was a look. It's that like Anne Marie, that kind of like that whole vibe, right? Yeah. 
have you did you listen to any of her music when you when she came on the screen because i looked her up and the only reason i'm so angry at her is because one of her main things is a cover of crush by jennifer jennifer page oh no i hate it when i hate it when people take things like that and they try and do it like in a hip ironic way i'm like just That's leave that song alone precisely it's like it's like no 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 just leave jennifer page crush where it is it's fine it is what it is it's solidified in history leave it alone don't like and she's doing it in that like it's just a little crush you know that like voice that everyone has like now that is one of those kind of white blonde girl yeah Yeah. anyway also was was her cover of crush is her cover of crush is it like similar tempo or is it like a dance mix i wouldn't mind if it was like a full like a completely reimagined version no is it it too close to the original it felt really too close to the original they'd like just made a few things a little bit more modern sounding oh my god modern is literally a word my mum uses to describe (laughs) things looking like cool she says it's very modern i just transformed into my own mother for a second there in fact this whole conversation about us dissing (laughs) her is i've turned into my mother being like oh she's (laughs) let's move on okay <laughs> so ralph we've dealt with her <laughs> so let's I, I i really enjoyed these um this really quick kind of little stuff of them recording so tainomi <laughs> tainomi again made me laugh oh Nick tainomi, Nick what was paddy like give a dog a bone <laughs> that was so good but also didn't tainomi was there something at the very end of her verse that she said that she finished it off with there no, was some no that was jimbo <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm getting, my, my clowns are getting confused and the Tainomi's not even one of those. But no, I agree. Tainomi was, I was like, yes, yes, yes. We're gaining steam. We're getting there. We're going to do something. Exactly. And then I thought Lemon was really funny. She was doing this kind of, she was really like pushing her own rap kind of like talents forward. But she, she was, I think she's self-aware enough to know that she's, it's, it's ludicrous. Oh my God. Not ludicrous. The artist. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. It was just like, she, she's never going to do, like root one rap it's like if you googled did like a google music search of rap like it would never sound like her she was like i'm just yeah. gonna do my own thing no i appreciated yeah. that she was she was funny i i liked her she made me laugh as well and in her big fur coat where did then, when did we start hearing people saying that they've got songs on itunes when did that start happening <laughs> that was the other that's the other group we're still we'll on the first it. group at the we'll moment. get there <laughs> who knows if the, if the first group has songs on itunes because they did not mention it ralph but, didn't um, ask them about that we didn't know <laughs> uh, then what would you think of kiara's first because this is when we were still on that that thing of thinking that kiara was going to be amazing I thought, do you know, I thought it was interesting, like her talking about Kai Kai. I, I didn't know what that was. Like, oh, so Kai, didn't. no, I didn't know. So, I mean, you know, I, you know, I, from this podcast that I'm uh, more of a newbie to the drag world. Um, so I didn't know that Kai Kai meant that it's like two queens, like yeah. basically getting on. Yeah. I, I know. I thought that was, it was like a fun angle. And I thought to do it as like a diss track, it kind of works. Cause it's like, well, you know, let's put it all into the right context. It's like, I'm this queen, you're a queen. I, you're like, I would have sex with any other queen apart from you. I thought it was a good, a really good idea. I thought she sounded really good as well. So it kind of is strange to know that she flounders later, considering it's a recorded, it goes to show what the performance versus the actual recording of the track. You know, do you see what I mean? Like the difference? Yeah, totally. It's also, it's also, I think they get into it with the judging as well. It's like later on when they're, they're all being judged, it's like you, 
if if you're not doing a good job at lip syncing words that you have <laughs> written and sung yourself, like there's something wrong. Um, listen, we will get to that performance. <laughs> Once, oh, by the way, also shout out to the the um all the 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 woolly robes that they're wearing in this in this yes. lumberjack scene because I love how they're they're still wearing those. Stu- just temperature check in that studio, still cold. <laughs> I feel like, so Boa was up next and hers is all about dissing uh, Scarlet Bobo. I'm going to use her full name for you. Thank you. Which I thought was, you know, again, some foreshadowing for later in the episode of the drama between the two of them. But I, listen, I'm I'm going to just, I'm not some like a Boa apologist, okay? I understand that there's a lot of the time that she's bad um, and that people just give her a pass. I think that she got a weird edit during this scene. She got a negative edit, like a trick edit, because basically like, they just kept showing her over and over again and Ralph like telling her to enunciate. Yeah. I thought she was enunciating completely clearly. Totally. Do you, know, do you it, think? I, and also like, I, I, the way they edited, edited it, they, I mean, it didn't sound different each time she did it, but exactly. it, it sounded fine. Exactly. So it, was it just felt like, like they were using the same take over and over again. Yeah. I know. I, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty it, weird. Yeah. It felt like they used the same take over and over again. And it was a take where she was being completely clear because they didn't I, have footage of her not being clear. I kept on thinking with her in this back to um the episode last week when they did the the sketches how she struggles with it doesn't she have ADHD and she struggles with yeah. words and and reading essentially yeah. so I was quite nervous for her here but she's she seemed fine well I think it's because she wrote it herself rather than because she's saying she struggles with scripted stuff because it's kind of right. like retention whereas I guess if it's come from her own brain it's a little bit more like there but, I also yeah, liked I, how she's, she's like how kind of shouty and ridiculous she got as well. Yeah, me too. Cause the, the whole thing that Ralph kept telling everyone was to like put their personality into it. And I felt like she out of the gate was just like, and that's what, you know, when Ralph was like, uh, I just think you need to put like a bit more energy in it. And Boa was like, uh, I feel like I was on heroin. I was yeah, like, yeah. 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 Right. I was like, you are like crazy. So I felt like that note was a little bit of like a producer note to Ralph that wasn't really necessary. Yeah. Um, Ralph, Ralph, don't listen to those producers. Just do your own thing. Okay. And then finally, from that team it was jimbo and oh. <laughs> she came up with that like full fur on and sunglasses and she <laughs> she she made me laugh her rap was kind of bad but she ended she hadn't written enough to kind of end the verse so ralph was like oh yeah you need to put something in there she just went oh bitch <laughs> It was funny. I, appre- I appreciated that. Yeah, like the number of layers that that um, Jimbo's wearing in this scene is pretty phenomenal. I think there's also a scarf as well going on. Um, yeah, pretty pretty fantastic. <laughs> and yeah, sorry, just to shout uh, shout out back to your reference of what he wears in his interviews. Yeah, his little kind of like strange. It's like a child's cowboy's outfit. Yeah, you know what I mean, cowboy rodeo outfit. Yeah. Sure whatever <laughs> so that's that's the first team so this is where the moose knuckles come in to record and this is where we get the uh endless conversation about singles on itunes so priyanka opens us up saying that she has two singles on itunes I, and i believe her because that <laughs> i believe her that's something that she definitely would have also shout out to um who is it that's wearing an amazing outfit in this scene is it alona who's just wearing she kind of it's kind of like boudoir pastel warm yeah yes and she has she has like a uh, it's like a cowboy shirt like a fringe cowboy kind of uh, shirt but it's in a beautiful like pink pastel pink like soft pink yeah no i i, I can't get enough of her like her color palette i think it's so like gorgeous i agree and also it draws my eye when they're all like on a stage together particularly when they're all wearing their many their many like 
gingham checked layers that they're all they're all needing to wear in that in that chilly chilly studio um okay next up who was it it was uh scarlet bobo scarlet here's the thing was (laughs) scarlet bobo in general it's like and i think they touch on it later in the episode she's strong but she I, i don't find her likable yeah and I think she is threatened by some of the other competition. Yeah. Um, so I, I find her a hard one to remember because she's kind of, for me, not in the tops and not in the bottoms. You know what I mean? And she's yeah. not, yeah, I, I just, I struggle with her. I, I have the same feeling about her. Now bear with me on this. This is a bit of a, um, this is a bit of a strange analogy, but okay, buckle I, feel, up. <laughs> I feel the way, same way about Scarlet as I do about Pink. I find Pink like wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Artist. She's not not a queen. Pink, the musical artist, right? Okay, okay. In the sense that I appreciate everything that Pink does. I know she's good, and I know that people love her. I am not a fan. But does that makes sense. I I hear you to an extent. However, I think that Pink is likable. Like there's something. Mm. There's something. I don't think Pink has. Uh, I don't think she is evil. I don't think I don't think she has like uh, any anything bad in her. Whereas, uh, whereas Scarlet Bobo, I'm not saying it's evil, but there's just a slight nastiness in there. Although, can you just to bring this all together? Can you or can you not imagine Scarlet Bobo coming out to do a performance at a club and it's to the opening themes of na 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 na? Oh God! I bet she's done a fire breathing routine to so what until a rock star. <laughs> hard pass thank you <laughs> okay alona i thought again i thought much like uh, kiara i think alona got kind of a quite a favorable edit in the kind of studio portion compared to the performance portion like i thought her rap was funny like when she ended she kind of ends on her being like i'm so funny that, that made me laugh yeah i thought i thought she was super cute here i it, it combined with her lovely pastel outfit that she was wearing i was like oh we could have good things from you in this episode and we did and we didn't so oh, it, yeah <laughs> let's wait till we get to hollywood jade um <laughs> Anastasia, Anastasia, she, she, Anastasia made me laugh so much in this. Like the way, the way she like held her body, like she was, it was like she was almost disgusted that she was having to do it. You know, totally, totally. Has that air of like she's already in her like full wig and gown. The way she was like clutching that kind of whatever that that blanket that she had wrapped around herself, clutching her pad. It was almost she you could tell she knew it wasn't going to be good and she was already like ready for it and she even that made me laugh but she got i feel i felt like she got there though you know what i mean like she got there in her own way she she needed the coaching basically which is kind of what that moment is for and it's not thank god for ralph thank god for ralph (laughs) and then there's that little moment at the end where ralph was like okay do you want another go and she closed her notebook and priyanka was like she's closed her notebook she's done (laughs) (laughs) Like Priyanka's just that's it, you know. And then who else was? There? Oh yeah, we had um Rita. She did her singing section. What did you think of that? I actually really enjoyed that. And also, didn't Rita? Did Rita um try and flirt with the um the guy in the keyboard as well? Was that Rita? <laughs> no, that was that was Priyanka right at the beginning. She just went cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I so once once again, girls, I'm, I'm mixing up my queens because you know they need to do a better job of. 
having a brand. Anyway, um, Rita, I will say, as a trained singer, it, I'm not a trained singer, but she was a trained <laughs> singer, and she, and I, I really appreciated this. I thought it was yeah. really fun. I, I have to say, in general, I struggle. I always struggle with anyone doing comedy raps. I I also think, on a serious note, there's something a little problematic about white people doing comedy raps. I think um, that Jimbo, in particular, was kind of doing a slightly problematic accent when he was rapping that I was yeah. not comfortable with. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I even, I had a, a little, like, I had a, a kind of a slight moment when they were picking teams and Lemon was like, I want to pick the the girls with attitude and then, like, picked the black girls. And I was kind of like, Ooh. yikes, I, was like, oh, I don't like this. But, you know, I do think there is, when it comes to drag, drag and, like, drag race as a show, there is almost sometimes a kind of, especially when Rue is in charge and, and they do like a rap challenge, there's kind of a, maybe like a leveling of the field a little bit in terms of kind of not having to be so uncomfortable about that strangeness of, of white people rapping. I think it's kind of embraced a little bit more within yeah. Drag Race because it's kind of part of the the challenge and they and they acknowledge, they acknowledge that it's funny that white people are trying to rap as good as black people, but it's it's still yeah there, there's definitely an uncomfortable element to it that perhaps we can move away from a comedy rap challenge moving forward yeah i i yeah. do think that lemon uh did as i said before did a good job of not trying to sound like she was rapping like she was just yeah. kind of doing her own thing yeah, and i have to say anything. she just it, kind of did it in her own style exactly that's exactly that well but that's what i was trying to say and i think that's why i really appreciated rita here because she she sounds like a fantastic singer and was just doing her own thing and i think like, this for me was a moment where i was like ah rita i think you have your own thing going on and i'm starting yeah. to really enjoy you yeah and i like you know, in a rap song, I always enjoy when there's like a singy, a sing songy moment in within like a rap, a kind of a rap song anyway. So, cause you know, I'm always, I will only pick a rap song that has a female vocal featured on it. So I kind of appreciated Rita giving me the female vocal moment that I needed from it, you know? Well, totally. And as I said before, this whole competition's about like standing out and being different yeah. and being memorable. It was memorable the fact that she's singing and everyone else is rapping. So should we get to another another fantastic uh, character of this episode, Hollywood Jade? <laughs> now, Hollywood Jade. So, you know, when Hollywood Jade was announced as the choreographer to all the queens, they all made a lot of noises. They seemed very excited, and I thought, okay, I don't know who Hollywood Jade is. Maybe they're a, they've they've done choreography for some big artists. I did a Google of Hollywood Jade and. His Instagram, the bio on the Instagram, let me just read it to you. Resident choreographer of Canada's Drag Race. So I was like, oh, okay, got it. Fine. Yeah. I got nothing from that. Thanks, Hollywood Jade. I actually tried to Google him and I got Hollywood Jaden Smith. <laughs> oh, okay. It's got pictures of Jaden Smith walking around Hollywood. I was like, okay, fine. Do, do you think, do you, wait, do you think all the queens thought it was going to be Jaden Smith? <laughs> Hollywood's Jaden Smith is the choreographer. <laughs> this 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 dance thing had me howling with laughter oh my god i felt so bad for like because obviously with with any time there's a dance challenge thing on drag race it's such you know obviously we're gonna get people are good people are bad yada yada it's same you know taylor's oldest time but something about this particular episode where they were showing i felt like they really 
it gave me that true panic of trying to do a performance and not knowing choreography and not knowing your lines. And maybe it's because I'm it's something about because I love this season. I'm I'm really kind of feeling really feeling all these queens, but I really like. I felt like sick to my stomach with like fear for the people that weren't getting it. <laughs> I do you know what I thought they did a really good job of in editing these sequences because I by the end of it look and full disclosure Fraser and I go to dance classes thank you very much <laughs> um but I I felt like I could do the routine by the end yes. of watching these two things and that's not me like showing off with dance skills that was more like they just repeated the choreography so much that I felt like it was quite gettable so that made me think far more like why aren't you all getting it Whereas like in pre, in other seasons where you see like the choreography, you j- it's just all over the place. You don't quite know what it's going to look like. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I guess maybe it's like, you know, when we go to dance class and we see people who just cannot, cannot get the choreography, however many times we've done it. And I like, I, I feel, I feel, I just, I felt, I felt sorry for the people that you could see were like, it's just not computing, you know, like, but, but you know what? Was, was but, I know, but I'm like, I get so frustrated with them for a different reason. I'm like, okay, if you know you're not a dancer, that's absolutely fine. Just learn the moves that you can. And anytime yeah. you can't do a move, completely freestyle and do it with confidence. Yeah, of because course. Because that mean, will pull, that, is... that will pull attention and yeah. you'll get far more airtime and you'll look good. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's to, to take it back to the mini challenge. That's exactly what Tainomi did in reading French on the autocue, just going, yeah, make it your own. I, I have, I have to say, I really was enjoying all the boots in this scene. Oh yeah. Sorry. I'll translate that for the rest of the listeners. The boots. <laughs> Fraser is very rude balance. about my Scottish accent. Look, rude. I don't have the strongest Scottish accent <laughs> in the world, but anytime I say a word that has a double O, like poor food, boots, mood, good, it sounds very rude. Scottish. <laughs> I'm being rude about the boots. <laughs> I thought that, um, I loved the, did you like, I liked the limp wrist choreography that Lemon's team had. <laughs> it made yeah. me laugh. <laughs> Jaden, Jaden Smith did a great job at getting that to them. Love that. <laughs> Hollywood's Jaden Smith. Smith. Hollywood's Jaden Smith. Um, yeah, I really. Had... I was just going to say, just going back to the boots. I really enjoyed um, Jimbo's silvery ones that he was wearing. I was like, I quite like a pair of those. Boa had that big, long, sort of like slick pussycat dolls PVC pair, and then Fisherman Priyanka, boot. Fisherman boot, <laughs> and then Priyanka had something similar, but was like far more, far more slinky and elegant than well, hers. I noticed that because I've heard that being discussed on uh, about previous kind of drag race seasons about um, the girls, there's girls that always choose to rehearse the, the dance number in the shoes that they're going to wear for the performance. Girls, you've got to rehearse in your shoes. Got to rehearse in your shoes, I girls. Noticed, because I watched the episode twice. I noticed the second time around. I didn't notice the first time, but I loved that Rita was wearing those pink platforms that she wears. So first of all, I just thought she was wearing pink sneakers. And then I looked, I was like, oh, she's wearing platforms. I was like, I love it. <laughs> I totally didn't notice that. Yeah, well, this is why I watched the episode twice. This is why I'm a journalist. I also, <laughs> I love that just to kind of like wrap up the whole scene, it was the whole kind of vibe was meant to be, this is a disaster. And did you see that they yet again gave Priyanka an amazing, she did like a talking head, like kind of wrap up of the moment. She's like, Alona's having say? a panic attack. Like, Alona's having a panic attack. Scarlett's crying. Anastasia hasn't even danced yet. <laughs> and Rita went back to Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> I 
honestly, when she did that wrap up, when she said Rita went back to Quebec, I just was, I feel like my neighbors must be like, what is happening? Like, when did this old witch move in next door to me? And I was just <laughs> hackling away to myself. Just so funny. Full, full on witchy poo laugh that you were doing. Absolutely. So good. Um, that's, that's kind of, that's it. I'd say for the, the kind of oh. preparing for the challenge, I was exhausted by the end of all of this. I don't know about you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, exhausted, but excited because I felt like we got a, a glimpse of some really good raps in the uh, Ralph scene. And then Hollywood's Jaden Smith scene, I felt like, oh, there's some winners and some losers. So I'm, I was yeah. excited. So we kind of get back the next day and it's all going to be kind of, you know, workroom stuff just before we get to the main stage. So this is where we get into... This is, you know, what I like to think of the feelings, emotions, uh, dramas segment of the show, which is where the girls are in the workroom and we kind of get to the, we get to the heart of maybe some of the girls' personal stuff and also any kind of beef that's going on between them. So the main focus of the beef in this section is Boa and Scarlet Bobo. Yeah. This <laughs> was interesting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh God, that you're right. Maybe it's all the yeah. B, the Boas and Obos and Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah this was interesting to me because i thought we've talked before how Boa's pretty messy which she is yeah. but i thought boa was really responsible and respectable in the way that she acted here because she was like yeah. look there's an issue i'm gonna go deal with it she went over to scarlet bobo and scarlet bobo was basically like not now and boa didn't react to that but was like okay just let me know yeah. when you're ready to talk, when when it's good for you. And I was like, good yeah. for you. That's fantastic. It could have blown up into like a huge drama moment for sure. But I also think that there's there's a lot of, I think we, they get into it later when they're kind of doing the untucked section of the show, when they're back in the workroom um, in the challenge. But there's definitely some a lot of like history between them in terms of just work. And it sounds a lot like, you know, Scarlet Bobo was supportive of Boa when she was like fucking up back you know back in the day and like losing friends yeah. and stuff and i think maybe that's why she's extra sensitive to a to the fact that you know lemon points out she's like i just think scarlet's not happy that boa's doing well and she's not i think that's definitely a huge factor of it but then yeah there seems to be just some kind of some some yeah like un unresolved things from real life between them which i really i like that kind of that detail because you know it's yeah. like we were saying before about the drag scene there's not big enough to kind of it's it's big but it's like there's these pockets of communities where they do all know each other really well which i guess is like drag regular drag race um in america as well but mm -hmm. yeah i i thought it was interesting and we see it play out a little later in the episode as well so that's a little a little thing to watch did you like when they had that shot of jimbo hiding behind a, like a makeup kind of cart eating her sandwich and watching the watching the girls arguing <laughs> I, I i kind of like my reaction to that was like laughing and rolling my eyes yeah, it was like it was, it was a bit it, it was a bit of like a dad joke do you know what i mean yeah it was yeah, a bit like okay why, jimbo that's why i like jimbo though i think i think he does i think he does have that kind of slight energy to him that's like a bit like ugh, i'm so much older than these children i'm just gonna like you know be a dad i don't know i i liked that it made me laugh and then we had this whole section about Priyanka opening up about her family from Guyana, yeah. which I I didn't know. It, I had to Google as a country in South America. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd never I'd never heard of it, and and back there, um, it, it, essentially, it's not it's not gay friendly. Hey, yeah. gay travelers out there, it's not gay friendly. Um, 
And she was talking about her mum being supportive, but her dad not knowing that she's gay or does drag. And then there was that really fantastic moment where she's talking about her dad, um, you know, saying that, asking about girls, or introducing her to girls, but Priyanka saying that she's dating someone called Priyanka. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. She, she, she delivered that really well as well. Cause she wasn't like, it wasn't, it, it, it was clearly meant to be her moment to like, you know, cry, cry. And kind of, and yeah. I felt like she kind of held it together and was still kind of positive. And I don't know, she's just got such a, I, I really love her kind of her energy and her, oh my God, I was about to say her spirit. That's really cheesy, but I kind of do, you know, she's, she just seems like a very positive person. And I really, I respond really well to that, which is odd because I'm not normally into that, but you know, she's, you she's interesting, but she, look, she's a total pro for one. You can tell that she's done TV before. But also, I agree, she is very upbeat and positive, but she's not annoying. It's like, I think sometimes people can be upbeat and positive and they're they're a little bit basic. That's a right. really mean thing to say. But I don't get that from her. There's something... She's, she's funny. That's the thing. She's She yeah. knows how to be funny. So she that's the combination. It's like, it goes to show you can, you can have a sense of humor and be funny and it doesn't have to be at the detriment of like other people and being negative. She's funny and happy. Yeah. <laughs> and right. Like usual combination. We should get into this rap battle. We should get into this because well, we need to. First of all, we have to meet the, um, we have to look at the judges first of all before we get to it. Guest judge, singer, songwriter, Deborah Cox. Now, did you know who Deborah Cox was? Yeah. She's, she's like kind of, yeah, she's like kind of diva, you know, diva old school legend. She's always on like a gay dance track. Yeah. Oh, I saw, I hadn't, I hadn't heard of her. But she seemed oh. great. She seemed nice. She, I feel like she was maybe the most proficient kind of guest judge we've had so far in terms of uh, kind of reading the auto cue and delivering it in a way that was actually kind of didn't make me kind of feel unmoored. <laughs> totally. And also, let's be honest, compared to to my man last week, who's like, you know, like 30, she's a little bit older. She had a sense of authority to her. Yeah, you know did. what I mean? So I felt like she could slightly reign over everyone else there. And I, I appreciated that. I agree. She took the reins and she was good. Although I have one, one complaint. Oh no. Oh, don't do it. I just didn't like that you could see her belly button through that little set. I know, of her I dress. know. I just didn't want to bring it up because I don't want to talk about a woman of a certain age and no, her no, no. appearance and her saying, body. I'm not saying anything was wrong with her body. I'm just saying whenever you have cutaways or like a crop top or anything that's kind of like midsection stuff, I just think not seeing the belly button is always a more kind of chic version of it. I feel like if she literally had moved the fabric up like one inch, I'm happy to see her midsection. She's snatched, but like, I just don't like seeing a belly button poking through the middle. It was like a little target. I agree. It, it was, yeah, it was, it was a choice. It was a decision. Decisions had been made. <laughs> but she's, she's a legend and, you know, she could literally do whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, but we obviously had Brooklyn. She was back and she, she looked great. I love oh. that kind of like super blue look and the slicked oh. hair. Like oh, super fun. She's, um, she's really, she's, she, this is the thing about Brooklyn is she never looked bad on Drag Race. This is the thing. Like she was always, she always had a strong look, but there's something about this Canada season. It's just like, Oh, I get like a little kind of, cause obviously on regular, regular Drag Race with Rue, she is always kind of, her looks are amazing. And you know, that's the whole thing about that reveal of what she looks like this week, but it's always a very similar, you know, she, she knows what she is and it's very much like 
she's like the grand dame of like drag race, you know, and it's always something that befits that. Whereas I feel like with Brooklyn, you kind of don't know what you're going to get. And I, I find that really exciting. Well, yeah, she's, she's younger and more playful and more experimental with her looks. Yeah. Probably, probably like what Rue was back when, you know, she was a similar age. Yeah, precisely. And I, I just, I'm, I want to give it like a little shout out to that. And actually, let's not, let's not overlook, uh, Stace. Oh, our girl Stace. Stace amazing i loved her outfit and like the kind of thing she had on her head oh she looked she looked amazing it was our like, girl stace was on fire i loved her look as well and then yeah. obviously there was my nemesis there have you noticed that my nemesis jeffrey likes to do like it's like you said to the the makeup team like i, I just want to do just a little you know just like a little nod to makeup and he does those little dots or like a little line have you noticed that <laughs> yes i have <laughs> Uh, should we get should we get into the the rap performances yeah <laughs> so obviously we can't I, it's kind of hard to like go into every every moment of this of the actual main kind of main performance but what did you think of just generally let's let's do like looks and kind of outfits and stuff i i really liked that there's um priyanka's team all had kind of they they all had a pretty similar like silhouette of like the body suits but then with the different colored wigs yeah that was really fun yeah. um i really enjoyed that i i do you know i find it difficult i wish they had both i wish the other team had gone for a completely different look because it was yeah. quite hard to tell the teams apart once they were all together yeah, yeah. Once, I, once, they yeah. Came, once the other team came out it, yeah you're right it was kind of like because weirdly enough the only person who's look sticks in my head is uh rita baggers because she was in that pink uh, you know that pink baby like, spice kind of look baby spice look yeah that kind of clueless meets baby spice kind of look and it really she's the only one i can remember her outfit like head to toe because uh, maybe it's because it speaks to you know our love of the spice girls but it just she just was she looked amazing in that and then let's just kind of go through real quick then so what did you think of who are you kind of who are your standouts hmm who were my standouts i thought i i thought priyanka was very good i wouldn't say she was a standout for me i just thought she she was just really good do, do you yeah. know what i mean um same with with lemon like i like the dancing was fantastic mm. um but i mean i don't know if anyone for me really killed it in this i i do think that bagger was bagger um, not bagger oh i'm getting confused with drag race uk shout out um i do think that boa uh, actually was really whilst her dancing wasn't great she she had like a fun energy here yeah. you know what i mean there was that moment where it was alona's verse and they actually just cut away from alona and they cut they just didn't even show her doing her verse because they showed it was all of the girls all of the girls were like fanning <laughs> fanning boa's like vagina did you see did you see that i only noticed it on the, my second viewing round it was like <laughs> they were all like holding oh, her up yes. and like fanning her up her, up her skirt and she was like going like Ooh. <laughs> it was so funny i i yeah I, and things like that are great for her because she's never going to be like an, an in unison dancer so yes, i really appreciated exactly. that she was giving lots of physical energy here that's where that's where she went right compared to the ones who went wrong who kind of just were not hitting like the choreography instead of she was just leaning into like she's like well if i'm gonna fuck up this choreography i'll just be like Aah. whereas there was the some of the others were kind of just like you could see the tension on their faces i, see, well, I also, think that 
I yeah. think that there was a cutaway of Priyanka as, that was very similar to that one of Boa that made me laugh where it was like, they just cut to Priyanka and she was just pretending to cry like someone had dissed her. And it, she just, I don't know. She, I, I thought she was brilliant. Well, yeah, I, I think though, I think you've, you've got a really good point here is that like, if you can't dance in unison, when it's your solo bit, you fucking go for it because you've got no one else to like dance in unison to or to be compared to. You need to really yeah. be memorable and go for it. And some of them were just a little bit like, blip, 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 blip when it came to their bit you know what i mean yeah i thought that um you know i thought that actually you know anastasia she she was funny when she said about beating beating her meat (laughs) yeah that's that's really funny and they gave her that classic that classic drag race thing of at the beginning of the track where she you know they were all like being like hey da 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 it was like that talking bit where they were lip syncing and they gave her that classic drag thing of her being like let's destroy them doing it like a deep voice um so she, I felt like she actually did have moments where she was funny. Yeah, I and agree. Then, uh, what did you What did you think of um of our girl Tainomi? So she she's the one who obviously could not lip sync to her own her own track. I mean, that is just that's for me is unforgivable. But it's a shame because I feel like before she started going off, because the beginning bit of her rap I thought was really strong. And it's that bit where she did that like kick behind to the, to the other girls and it looked really good. And she like whipped her hair around and I was, I was ready. I was like, okay, great. Tainomi has got this. We're in for something. And then when we got to her knickknack paddy, like give a dog a bone section. It's like, it's like you wrote that. If you can't remember how to say knickknack paddy, paddy right, give the dog. And also like it's based off a rhyme scheme and words that have been in existence for years. You did to so, like, uh, like, yeah. I also thought Jim Jimbo was, uh, was, I, I felt pretty sad watching Jimbo in this. I think yeah. also her makeup didn't help, but she just, uh, just kind of like limply fa- flailing around it yeah. was not good there was there was some pretty unkind cutaways to i would say jimbo ilona and anastasia there were some incredibly unkind edits where there was <laughs> they showed it like three times in the episode there was one cutaway of anastasia where she's just standing there and the other guys are doing choreography around her and she just looks over her shoulder like it, but in either direction she's like Ugh. And she's just standing still. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what that reminded me of? So I went to see the Spice Girls in 1998 on their Spice World tour, and it was just before Jerry left. And look, we know as mega Spice Girls stands, Jerry's n- n- not the weakest singer or dan- not the not the strongest singer or dancer, I should say. Yeah. And there was a moment in the concert where the five of them are dancing, and Jerry just completely forgets the dance, and she's standing <laughs> there. And I remember. I was 10 watching this, but I'd be 10. No, I'd be a bigger part. I'd be 13 watching this. And she was just standing there looking desperately around her at the other girls who are all doing the routine. And then she finally remembered it and got back into it. And it just reminded me of that. What song was it? I, it, I think it was like one of the opening songs, like, um, like if you can't dance. So it wasn't Ooh. a single. Tough, it was just tough to, tough to forget your choreography to if you can't dance. Remember how they used to perform it coming down that ramp doing that walk? It's actually yeah. that that choreography is actually quite hard because it's off. It's it's syncopated and offbeat. No, I know. I just meant because the song is called "If You Can't Dance." Oh, <laughs> I went. I went. I went deep. I went Hollywood's Jaden Smith yeah. choreography deep in that. Sorry, <laughs> I was just going surface level with "If You Can't Dance." If You Can't Dance. And there's Jerry being like, "I can't <laughs> answer." If I can't dance, what do I do? Okay. So then, then the rap battle, it took that weird 
positive turn thing at the end. I was just like, I get it. Like, like that. I like that. I thought it was, I, I thought that as like a, as a, as a performance and all the writing of the kind of lip sync moments and the stuff that they didn't write themselves was also, I, I appreciated. I thought it was well written well thought out like they did the thing at the beginning where they were all like oh la, da, 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 da. and they were like we'll have a rap battle and one of them said like you can't announce it it's meant to be spontaneous i liked all of that it was very no i like that i just didn't i didn't like how it just suddenly turned all positive at the end look i i think it, it, they were wise to do that because there's so much there's so much meanness in this world anyway i get it yeah. you don't just want to like set them all up to like excuse me be mean and hate each other and ha- yeah. you should do a positive thing there. it's just i was like okay got it fine whatever yeah. well it's it works with the canadian with the whole challenge as well of them being like sorry about it and canadians being polite and apologizing oh, so you, that's know, you can't true. you can't you, i think if this was regular american drag race you you'd be you could be accused they could be accused of being kind of schmaltzy and a little bit too much but i do think it was a nice well-contained kind of canadian little button on the end you know uh, no, okay, you're right. You're right. You've convinced me. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I honestly, was about to take a huge sigh. I don't know about you. I was like, <gasps> Here's, <sighs> well, do you know what? I'm endless. I think that represents something I'm endlessly impressed with in drag races. You watch all this. You've got a mini challenge. You've got rehearsals. You've yeah. got like a performance, and then it's like, oh, and then there's this some. There's a whole other section of the show that's right massive and unique, and it's all its own thing. And yeah. we haven't even we haven't even teed it up or told you what it is, yeah. and it's happening now. Hair, like, oh, oh, I'm exhausted. And you can. It must be. It must. I don't know. You know. I don't want to get into production schedules and get a little too inside <laughs> baseball, but like, it's definitely two days, isn't it? Because it's like they do. They do work, they do mini challenge, they do like mini challenge and stuff on day and like writing and rehearsal and everything on day one. And then day two is performance and then runway. I, I, I mean, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah. I don't, I, that is a lot. Like imagine having to, imagine having to, that means that they get the, they get the lyrics and write their raps and then have to do that all within like a matter of like hours. But also that performance they just did they had rehearsed that together like both groups had rehearsed it together yeah, as well that, that we didn't that we didn't see because also you'd yeah. have to rehearse all that big positive end bit you'd have to rehearse all the voice bits pre-recorded yeah. voice bits. so like there's a lot going on yeah, there's in that. definitely there's definitely a lot of rehearsal that happens off camera I, I i get the impression that the choreo that happens on the main stage is not the real choreography lesson and same with uh the recording I've, I've definitely, I've definitely seen it on other seasons of Drag Race where like the equipment's not even plugged in that they're like singing into. <laughs> well, just like, it. singing into one of those like big plastic fake kind of kid mics. Those ones that give you the echo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to take a sip of water and then should we jump into this big main stage, uh, yes. Becky with the good hair? <gasps> This was fantastic. <laughs> Such that concept with the name and the pun, just chef's kiss of just. Mwah, I tell just, you what, the gays uh, up in Canada, the gays north of the border working on this show. Good job, I will yeah, say. Was, the writers that came up with that is just oh, it really that got me good. Love love the stale love a stale old Beyonce reference and <laughs> just perfect, just perfect. So yeah, this is a hair challenge, which we've had hair kind of runways before on drag race and i think it's such like a fun way to see a different side of their creativity and see like how far they'll go or whether they'll go too minimal and i think it's such an exciting 
thing. So let's let's get into it. You, okay, Kiara was up first. So she was stomping down the runway, kind of wearing like a big blonde afro and a kind of disco gold outfit. This was bad. Okay, I, I felt for her in this moment because obviously they get given a prompt of the looks that they have to bring for the certain, they don't know what it's, you know, they can't, they don't know what week it's for or what challenge or anything, but I feel bad for her in the sense that this was obviously her look for the hair week. And then she must've seen when Kine came down the runway in that gold jumpsuit and got like criticized for it. She must've been like, shit. Well, I'm sorry then, I'm sorry then switch it up, like keep the wig and do something different. And also, yeah. I, I like the the gold shoes didn't match. They were different gold. She's wearing like a little cape that's lined with black. It looks like crap. It just, I tell you, I'm going to describe this look in one word and that word's flammable. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say as well, I I think there, there definitely is a chance with the hair challenge to be more creative in terms of having the outfit, having hair incorporated into the outfit as well as on your head yeah. or having the hair on your head something that's not been seen before and i do feel like there perhaps that that choice wasn't made here where it's like a big blonde afro and a and like a disco jumpsuit doesn't kind of yeah maybe it doesn't, root one. The, the, yeah, it doesn't have the creativity that it that, that could have had it's like root one amateur i'm sorry pass oh. hard pass okay okay uh, next up was jimbo now you know i've had issues with jimbo both as a person and is. as a name this look was fantastic this was so good just this this was how to use hair in a like creative and a different way it was didn't she how did she said she's wearing 11 11 crimped wigs <laughs> it was very it was like all the wigs were very um christina aguilera in moulin rouge the yes, you know lady, lady marmalade. marmalade it was very that and then her outfit was kind of all like bondage um yeah it just it was fantastic mm. really silly really silly but really sexy and really just good so i was like oh okay jimbo you're you're showing your experience those are the right adjectives that you want on drag race as well it's like sexy but you also want to be silly you want to make people gasp and laugh and lust after you yeah next (laughs) up oh what were you gonna say make it like a mufasa reference for this look i think she did oh my god i I didn't write them all down because it, it was all happening so quickly this episode but i don't know Obviously, I know that everyone, that they, Rue and Michelle and everyone gets their jokes written for them for, the, you know, their, their kind of little off hard, offhand remarks about the runway looks. But Brooke is really delivering hers in a way that is really good. She was not completely known to be like the funniest queen on the planet on, on her season, but she's delivering those jokes really, really well. You think? <laughs> I well, I didn't watch her season of Drag Race, so I'm only going with her on this. And she seems, yeah, she seems good. I don't feel. Here's the thing: I don't feel cringe. I don't cringe when she does them. Precisely, precisely. She's she she's. I don't know. She's her delivery is really good, and yeah, they. It, I think she does a really good job of making them feel like they are her, whether they're written for her or not. If she takes complete control of it in a way where you're like, oh yeah, this is good. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up, Tainomi Banks, and she was wearing that sort of multicolored fringe thing. Now, this was a shame because it. I feel like with some tweaks, this could have been good. Yeah, the problem the problem I had with it was that the hat, the hair kind of thing on her head. It looked like it had been attached to like a graduation cap. <laughs> totally. Um, it was just a little too flat, I think. You could, you could feel the structure of like the, the thing underneath of it. Whereas I feel like if it had been, um, 
just built up a little bit more. It could have been like a cool kind of structural thing. And same with the dress. It's like, you're, you're right. It just, I think she should have just gone for it. Like it should have been like a, a tiered, like layered gown all the way to the ground. Mm-hmm. And then maybe she could have revealed, you know, the, if she'd done like a reveal, a tear away to what she was wearing by the end of it, that could have been like a fun, a fun thing. Cause it's like, Oh, you know, it's a mini now. And then you, you, you take the whole look as an overall thing. But yeah, it was just a little, um, a little kind of hodgepodge. Yeah. Okay. Next up, Boa. Now she, she sort of shuffles out. She's very, very, she's very divine. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like yes, her whole she, vibe in this yeah, one in particular. Absolutely. She shuffles out looking V elegant in a big, big warm coat. But again, would have been great on that set, mm-hmm. you know, wise. And she looks <laughs> immaculate. And then she just does that big reveal of like a bodysuit, which is kind of like a mankini and the hair at the, yeah. at the, the nether regions. My only issue with this Uh-oh. is that the, the skin tone of the bodysuit was completely different to her face and her hands. I hear you. It's very kind of like orangey fake tan. It's very like yeah. Lindsay Lohan spray tan 2004. Yes. Um, I, I personally would have liked if she just done matched her face and her hands to the bodysuit because i just think it really highlighted the bodysuit of it all and it kind of the more from a distance it made me laugh and it was a fun moment the more close-ups i saw of it the more it looked like a a, like a halloween like you order it from ebay you know because it was a bodysuit with like a mankini over it and also that mankini borat joke to me is rough deeply unfunny yeah Because, you know, we're from the UK and we know that there's nothing straight men like more than to t- go on a, like a stag party bachelor weekend in Eastern Europe and force the, the, the groom to wear a, like a mankini in the airport and then take pictures of it. And it's just <laughs> couldn't Awful. be less funny. Okay. Lemon's outfit. <laughs> I have to say this was really bad. I thought lemon, like I, again, love a brand we appreciate the lemons and the yellows but this outfit was sad and it was not well put together yeah i i felt like this perhaps was one of the things that we always have to take into account with drag race is that it's evolved over the years from being a show where every single queen in the first seasons had made every single outfit that they bought to drag race with them and they'd made it all and they had it all ready to go nowadays you have to spend money on having outfits made for you to go on to drag race. So this, to me, this, this kind of screamed as like in concept, I thought it was brilliant and it just perhaps hadn't been, you know, it's almost like not expensive enough to get the the message across of what she was trying to do. Mm, I hear you. I, I think that even if you just made the hair green, so you look more like a tree that could have helped. Well, I think it's, I think that the dress, that it just didn't, the dress didn't really work. It didn't, it wasn't clear enough. So it needed to be, she needed to be more like a tree. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it, totally. It, it needed to go more in that direction, but I liked the idea of it for sure. Okay. Up next is Priyanka. I loved this look. I loved her look. I thought it was so fun. It was the, she had those little hair buns, which I thought were really cute. And then I loved that it was orange and blue, which like, you know, uh, Brooke had a nice kind of bitch stole my look moment. And then she'd kind of braided, the hair was like braided into like a corset as well as like a fluffy skirt. I thought it was very Priyanka. Like it was fun, fluffy, light, like silly and kind of felt very like frothy and energetic like her. 
it wasn't necessarily like the most high concept, like high glamour moment, but it just worked for her. Totally agree. Wait, and didn't she comment how like last week she'd walked down the runway quite slowly, so this week she was going to give lots of energy? <laughs> yes. She's like, last week I walked like a, a glacial pace, and this week she was literally like running, like sprinting, and like, yeah, she just was like a little ball of energy. Next up, Anastasia Anakwe. Oh, no. This was, this was really, this was really tough. Cause she came out, obviously showing the back was a cousin it look. But it didn't, then, it didn't work. The back didn't uh, work. Like the, the, the glasses were too high. The hat wasn't the right position. It just, I was, I was really ready for like a really silly, ridiculous thing, but it just, oh no. And then she turned around, didn't she? Chun Li, Street Fighter. But Which, it, 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 it didn't work. And also, look, most basic lesson in this, she, her hair covered, was covering her eyes and put her, a shadow over her eyes. You yeah. do not want any shadow on your face. We need to see yeah. you, you know? Yeah. She, it was all just so big and heavy and strange. It was, it was a very odd choice and combination. It was like, you know, I think Brooke said it later on. She's like, why didn't you do like Morticia? as the reveal like yeah which makes so much sense because you can do a hair look with morticia which is you just give her hair all the way down to the ground you know like black long black straight hair it's a perfect like combination i thought that was a really good suggestion in fact when she suggested it they cut away to someone else and they were like oh yes oh yeah that'd be a good one yeah that's a good one <laughs> taking notes okay next yeah. up rita bagger this was like i like this look it was definitely it's definitely not my favorite in this challenge but she was kind of doing like a sort of like 80s cindy lopper slash yeah, she, put her finger in electric socket yeah um it was Early, early Madonna, Cindy Lauper, that kind of like bopping around, like bopping kind of fun energy. So I, there's something about Rita's like runway presentation that she's very good at selling things. I like her face. She pulls this, she does this like open mouth, like ah face all the time that really, it really charms me. <laughs> she, she's, she's definitely one of those people, one of those queens that could sell me on something really shit. And I, yeah. and I believe. <laughs> No, I hear you. I hear you. I liked her movements in this. She was sort of, like you say, she was sort of doing like a little bop thing, um, like a delicate bop thing as she went down. It was, it was fun. It was, it was a bit middling for me. Not, not great, not bad. Yeah, it definitely, you can see why she ended up being safe. And then what about Scarlet Bobo? She was, uh, she had Bobo written across her head in hair. And then she had the kind of the black and the black and white, like hairdress. It was very similar to Tainomi's in terms of like structure, but kind of, a lot better like the hair looked more expensive and the colors were a lot more tasteful and yeah she i i was into this you know i have issues with her but i liked how she came out she did that sort of like fire breath moment i mean it's super clowny i mean right down yeah, to the, well, she the, had clown nose on. <laughs> and her makeup she literally had a little clown nose oh, yeah she did and she got like little red pom-poms down the front but i thought yeah. no i thought this was great it was super super fun and again in this early stage of the competition particularly for me any moment where you can like remind us of your name great and then finally oh ilona i fucking loved this look i was just like do you know what good for her i was so relieved yeah this was a fantastic look. She even said it herself earlier on in the episode. She's like, I did really badly. So I need to, I need to wear this amazing outfit so that they'll keep me safe. And it was amazing. It was like poodle. She had literally had like two powder blue poodles on her shoulders. 
and it was like this little kind of S&M poodle fantasy is how I would describe that look. And the colour, a kind of pastel-y blue, you know, like the fact that the the blue was the same blue all the way throughout. That's a very specific blue. Yeah, no, I was just like, I was relieved for her. That colour, that blue was just... I'm, I'm going to use the word exquisite. <laughs> she went there, did she? You're only allowed to use you're only allowed to use that word three times over the course of the season. So hey, you just use I've, it. I've done it. I've done okay. it. Two more. Two more. Um, okay. And then that was all of them. And they do, um, as ever, they do the judges' critiques. So safe, safe queens who didn't get the critiques were Jimbo, Lemon, and Rita Bagger. I, I'm completely fine with that. I, were you, did you have questions about the fact that Jimbo maybe should have been critiqued or do you no, think that, that her because outfit of, saved her? Her outfit saved her. It's the same way with like Lemon's outfit was bad, but she was good in the challenge. Rita yeah. was just solid in both. So I agree. They're very middle of the ground for both of me. Yeah, absolutely. For so both then, of me, that didn't make any sense. Both of them are very in the ground for me. Ben and Ben. <laughs> We're Ben and Ben. There are two of us here. Hi. Hi. Woo. So here we have judges' critiques. So, you know, there, Kiara's up first. You know, she's, they think she's a bit lost in the challenge and they are starting to question the fact that they're calling her basic, essentially calling her looks basic, which is a harsh thing to say. And I, I definitely think there's, there's some validity to it in terms of like, she's not doing the craziest kind of looks. But I don't think they keep cutting back to that like slinky gold dress that she wore saying it was really basic. I, I still love think that. she looked amazing in that. And I don't, I don't agree that that should be held up as like a basic look. I, think I agree. Looked- I agree that I thought that I lo- we love the reference point of like, uh, Paris Hilton's 21st yeah. birthday for that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not giving them that, but I, I give them that this wasn't her best, her best look. And definitely in terms of the challenge, she, she just kind of did it and then she did her bit and then just walked off. There was no kind of, she didn't give any extra for sure. Yeah, I agree. And poor, poor Tainomi. Oh, she just, yeah. I, I mean, they hit the nail on the head here that like, they know that she's good. And like our, our guest judge, like, she's like, we've worked together. I know you're good, yeah. but it just, it wasn't, it, she's just not, she's struggling. She's like yeah. flailing and not doing well. And again, as I said before, if you come into this competition and your name is Ty Naomi Banks, you're naming yourself after Tyra Banks and Naomi Campbell. You have, you've put yourself up there, you know? Yeah, but she's so likable. There's, there's in seasons past, there's been so many unlikable Queens who have flailed and then, you know, been in the bottom early on in the show. And you're kind of just like, oh, okay, fine. Like they, they can come or go, but God, I really root for Ty Naomi. She's, She's really likable. Anyway, next up is Boa. You know, I think they, they pretty much again hit the nail on the head here saying that she looks dumb. Um, but she, but it's funny and that she really gave everything in that performance, you know, even when she wasn't on camera, you know, or didn't think she was on camera. She was still, she was giving it. And like you said, she, she took what she couldn't do and made something good out of it. A hundred percent. Um, uh, like I feel like Boa last week was tired and wasn't really on it, but this week she, she did it back. Yeah. Boa was back. Yeah. Uh, same. I feel like Priyanka got a pretty similar critique in the, in the sense of like, she was, she was doing the work even when she wasn't the center of attention. She was putting it in. I thought her little, her cartwheel thing that she did was amazing as well. Yeah. No, I, I mean, Priyanka was fantastic here and they, and they agreed. Yeah. And then, uh, Stasi, Anastasia, yeah, critiqued, same thing that we were saying, very confusing, confusing runway look. And then just, 
again, they showed that that shot of her in the challenge. <laughs> Just her literally standing still, looking over her shoulder, going like, ooh, yikes. Yeah. So yeah, they kind of were saying she, she definitely got lost and she needs to kind of loosen up a little bit. Not not a great critique for her. Then we had Scarlet Bobo. Yes, she was, she got a good amount of praise actually. They said that they could kind of finally see what she was all about. And I agree, I agree with that. I think that she, she did the, she had that great like kick and kind of, she did a kind of acrobatic little thing within her part of the rap. And yeah, she definitely is starting to show herself in a way where you, I say you're going to remember her. Are you actually going to remember her now? You're the one that has the problem. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out as we, as we, as we go on in, in forthcoming weeks. <laughs> and then, you know, much as we thought Ilona was critiqued for her performance, um, cause she had the same, the same problem really that Anastasia had with that she just wasn't committing to it. And they made that very good point that she was, she almost forced herself into the background so that no one was looking. But yeah. Oh my God. Said, oh my God. It's like, it's like playing sports at school. You know, yeah. like, did you ever play cricket at school? And like, you're like, <laughs> I'm just going to go, I'm going to cover, I'm fielding. I'm going to cover that bit over there. And you just walk right to the ed- edge of the pitch. <laughs> Yes. God, what a, what a British way of looking at it. I think isn't it, that would be like if you're at baseball, you'd go like deep into the field. Exactly. Where about fielding in cricket. <laughs> you're welcome. Yes, you're right. you're right. Oh my God. I would never like put myself up to like bat or bowl. Jesus Christ. No oh my God. I'm going to put yourself at the spotlight. <laughs> and then, yeah, as we thought, you know, the, the Elona was praised for that runway look saying that she basically, they essentially were like, you were terrible, but this look has saved you <laughs> without saying it. And then they all trotted back and got those very sickly sweet looking drinks that had no ice in them. But again, the studio is so cold. They don't need that ice. Yeah. Wrapped themselves in a thousand layers and then went and laid on those couches. So, you know, uh, Anastasia and Kiara were kind of the most upset about their critiques, which I think was, I, I, I felt for them. I felt for Kiara as well. She, she was upset in that way where she was just like, Oh, I've let myself down. She wasn't doing that thing where she was like, Oh, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, she, she was just, she was taking it on, which was sad. And then did you, did you like that moment when they, before they just walked in where Rita was laying her head down because her wig was so heavy? I know. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, there was also that really sad moment where Tainomi like needed a minute and she just like walks away. It's like, Oh God. You, I mean, you know, on a TV show when someone's basically like, can you not film me for a second? Like that's yeah. when it's getting real. And it's just the pressure's getting to her. And it was interesting because, you know, Alona's like, Alona, who, you know, she's a young'un. Alona's like, Tainomi's a drag legend. Like what yeah. is, what's going on? I was like, Oh God, I can feel the pressure. Ooh. Yeah. And then this is, this is where we have the, uh, the Toronto queen moment of Boa and Scarlet kind of. Boa, Boa v Bobo. Yeah. The Bobo, Boa, Boa fight. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, this is where they kind of, they were talking about just kind of. It was interesting to get a bit of the dynamics about how, you know, Scarlett is the, is the, the main, the, you know, the big queen of Toronto. And she even said it herself, like she said to Boa, I've booked you for shows. So like she's clearly in a position of power within that scene of, of even being able to give the girls jobs and do the bookings and like recommend people. And, you know, it sounds like she kind of felt like she was, she'd given Boa a chance back in the day. And now Boa wasn't giving her the kind of kindness back on the show. That's what it felt like to me. Is that, well, I mean, that's what they said, right? <laughs> yeah. Although, although it's weird because I don't think Boa's purposely doing that. No, I don't know if we're missing the moments where she is, where she's not being nice to Scarlett or, or tearing her down. I don't know if we're missing that because 
they didn't they they certainly if they have the footage they haven't shown it and haven't used given us the examples of it so i'm not sure if maybe we're, we're talking about some behind the scenes kind of stuff bts some bts yeah. um i like how Boa just like apologized to shut her up it's like okay oh, sorry and then her, <laughs> in her like her interview was like i just said sorry just to to move on really just to get this to stop <laughs> Okay, so should we just get quickly run through uh, the winners, losers, and safes and all that stuff? We gotta, so, we gotta do it. So safe was Boa, uh, Scarlet, Bobo, Ilona, and Kiara, which obviously left our winner as Priyanka, and she won a VIP stay at the Hilton Lumi. Hilton uh, Lac Lumi. Uh, Google and we've and Breeze helpfully also a uh, producer Breeze helpfully put in uh, in our outline it is the the Gatineau Ottawa Hotel on the shores of Liami Lake uh, Lac Limi uh, bien sûr Hotel Gatineau Ottawa again Hilton have really delved deep into their their pockets <laughs> although I'm kind of guessing that a lot of the the Hilton hotel rooms might be might be available at the moment yeah. I'm curious to see how many of these these Hilton prizes were redeemed <laughs> <laughs> so that leaves us obviously with our bottom two of Tainomi and Anastasia now which do was know, it, it do you know what first things first what's tough is that it was well wasn't it Kiara Tainomi and Anas- Anastasia they were kind of yeah. like the three and like three queens of color in the bottom three this is not this doesn't feel great yeah it was it was tough and i also just felt like it was once it got down to those two they were they're clearly like the kind of elder stateswomen of the of the competition and it just i I didn't like seeing and they're and they're like best friends so it was not nice to see them kind of go up against each other but are they best friends yeah they're really really close friends tainomi and anastasia yeah didn't pick up on that wow so you know i felt like I, I have to say, I was, I really enjoyed the lip sync, <laughs> especially Tainomi's. She, I, I felt like Anastasia kind of gave up. I don't know if you got that vibe when you were watching it. Well, I think she they, 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 they made a good point of her earlier, about her earlier. She's very just like, and you talked about it as well when she was recording her rap. She's very poised and posed. And like, that's yeah. her thing. Whereas like, I, I felt it far more from Tainomi. Like she was really being thoughtful and going for it. Also, she she ripped off that ugly rainbow thing and and, oh. and the and the rainbow hat, and she had that amazing like cute little sculpted like Nene Leakes blonde wig, and then that like beautiful like black hair kind of like it looked she looked like she looked like a Chicago like cast member, but like with for a hair challenge. Yeah, it's she like what? just come out of that outfit. Like <laughs> I know, just like get just done a few tweaks and zhuzhes to that outfit for the hair challenge, yeah, and it would be much better. That outfit was great. I think they even cut to like Brooke and Brooke, you could see Brooke was like, uh, excuse me, you were wearing that underneath. Like it's amazing. Yeah. And I thought you could, she just, she had, she, she gave it. She did that. She's got that like signature move that she kind of does where she kind of spins around in a circle. Like kind of, it's really hard to explain what I'm talking about, but if you know, you know, she's got this kind of signature dance around and on, on the spot move. And she did that a couple of times. I just felt like she was really commanding the, the song and the kind of the stage a lot more than than Stasi. Yes, I agree. I agree. I also like how people have like just re- started referring to Anastasia as Stasi. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm. It's, it's much easier. <laughs> much less of a mouthful. Um. Also, there was. A, I, I thought. Um. Um. Tainomi did a really good job of dealing with like the the vocal kind of trills and yes. and runs. Like she was very. Like she really studied the song yeah. and lip synced them perfectly with like well, a little she, hand flutter. 
And she used the, the, the chorus line of absolutely not. Every time they said absolutely not, she pointed to, to Stasi, which I thought was a great little, like, she just, she just was much, much more kind of fleshed out and, and thoughtful performance, I think. Yeah. So obviously we got to the end and Tainomi is told to Shantae, you stay. And Stasi was asked to sashay away. What did you make of the fact that she didn't write a, um, a mirror message? Well, before we even get to that, she, she walked along the, you know, she, um, she sashayed away. She stopped and did a sort of like more informal, thoughtful farewell. And then, <laughs> yes. and then she did like a catchphrase one, which wasn't very good. Do you know what I mean? I was yeah, like, was a little... <laughs> I was like, what, what's going on? It was um, a little tortured. <laughs> yeah. But then she didn't do a lipstick mirror message. It's like, I mean, that must be, she's coming back. Oh, do you, you think? think? <laughs> no, I think it was just like, she was trying to think, I think this is, she was trying to think of something fun and different to say. And there's been some, quite a few different takes on that mirror message over the years. And I don't know if any queen has ever just not bothered to write one. <laughs> I think that might be a drag race first, I think, which is kind of like, I, I like that. Maybe she was just like, Hey, fuck it. Like this will, this will leave a mark. I'll just won't say anything. And then they'll all be really confused about how I felt. What would you, what would you write in the mirror? Oh God, I don't know. Actually, there was, I can't remember which queen it was, but she, it was way back in the day and she, maybe it was Ben de la Creme. She wrote on like every single inch of the mirror so that it was, it would be really hard for them to wipe it off. Which That's I thought funny. That was really funny. I'd maybe and smash think, the mirror. <laughs> I think it was, I think it was Willem that, Willem like uh, put her, her bum on the mirror <laughs> and left like a bum print on the mirror. That's good. I think funny. But yeah, I, I like the idea of you just smashing the mirror. Smash it. <laughs> and then really calmly walking out. Yeah, exactly. Like calmly walking up and revealing like a sledgehammer, smashing it, dropping it, and then calmly walking out. <laughs> um, I, what did you think in general? I, I thought this, like we said at the top, I thought this episode had a lot more energy and a lot more kind of, it was really fun. I laughed a lot in this episode. I, I thought it way more cringed. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought the challenges were just so strong. Like yeah. everyone understands what like a an entertainment host or presenter is. The yeah. the girl groups that we're suckers for girl groups, and then the hair thing. It was all just really good. Um, I think again, I mean, it's that classic thing of like episode three. We've we've kind of got rid of some of the the dead weight. So, right. Sorry to say, so it, like it's just getting better. I have to say at this stage, I really like all of the queens in the show, which is very unusual. I normally pick a couple of like, you know, people, nemesis to, to, to be kind of annoyed about, but like even, even the ones that are maybe having a slightly weaker run, like, you know, um, like Alona and, you know, Kiara, they're the ones that are slightly more at the bottom. I enjoy them. Like, it's not like I don't enjoy what they do. It's, 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 they're, I think they're quite a, a really strong bunch actually. I no, I agree. I think like I mean, my only nemesis is Jeffrey. I mean, I love that it's just going to continue to get worse and worse every week, isn't it? Do you know what's frustrating is that on All Stars they did that fantastic thing in the Snatch Game, you know, on the others the other season on the All Star right. season, and yeah. he did like that really fun kind of skit with Rue where they're both kind of yeah. in love with one another, and I was like, oh, Jeffrey, you're good, but do you know what? I haven't seen that in Drag Race Canada. Well, I'm going to enjoy sending you Jeffrey uh, Boyer Chapman, you know, Instagram pictures like that one I sent you of him reading that book with his bum out. I'm oh. just going to really enjoy that. I keep sending you his thirsty Instagram posts. It was, it, and not only was he sunbathing with his bum out reading a book, it was like a spiritual book he was reading. And he was doing that kind of like cheeky kind of look in his face. It was so hateful. 
Okay, well, that is it for this week's episode of Canada's Drag Race Recap. This episode was produced by Bree Weiss. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of Canada's Drag Race Season 1. Yeah. Also remember to tune into our podcast, You're Welcome America. And until next week, sashay away and we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap Canada. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drag Race Recap. For more Drag Race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Ben and Fraser on their podcast, You're Welcome America. That's you are the letter U, the letter R, Welcome America. It's available wherever you get your podcast, and they also have an Instagram account at Your Welcome America. Also, the letter U, the letter R, Welcome America. This episode was produced by Bree Weiss. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. <laughs>